Hello, welcome to In Bed With Books, the podcast where we talk about smutty fantasy, classics, and more. My name is Melissa. And I'm Bethany. If you'd like to find more of us, you can find us on our website, inbedwithbookspod.com, YouTube for video versions of the podcast, or wherever you pod on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to see us outside of the podcast, then head over to Instagram and follow us at InBedWithBooksPod. Thanks for being here. Let's jump right in. Okay. The day we've all been waiting for. The day, the day, the day Melissa's been waiting for, and I've been like, hmm, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Um, no, it was good. Um, but before we get into the book, um, your voice sounds a extra sultry today. <laughs> I just got over like a three day long head cold. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully it wasn't like anything. It wasn't like COVID or anything. Yeah. Once I popped some NyQuil in, it was, you were swimming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, uh, <laughs> It has left me a little behind on like everything, mm-hmm. including this, which we are recording at the absolute last minute. Yeah, that's okay. But it wasn't like, it wasn't like, cause obviously I had like a headache and my like, oh, my sinuses are draining like crazy. Yeah. I couldn't speak for like a day. Yeah. So, and that was the day that like the day before we were recording. Mm-hmm. And so the day that we were supposed to record, I was like, I don't know that I can do this. And then yeah. you messaged me and you're like, Hey, I'm not quite done on reading yet. Like, yeah. and I was like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Well, and I you want to, but... you want to be well. Yeah. Yeah. Even if like, I'm not feeling that hot, I want to make sure that you can at least understand what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that so. something is coming out of the voice box. <laughs> yes, <cords>. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's ideal for a podcast. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's um, required. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I've had a long week. I feel like I've just been going, going, going. And so I have my Red Bull <laughs> and I got a candle lit. It is still like 80 degrees on October 2nd mm-hmm. in Seattle. And I think this week's supposed to get in the seventies and then next week's sixties. So I'm hoping it's going to be like oh, done. Good luck. But I've yet to wear a sweatshirt. It's so infuriating. Yeah. Um, in fact, we're wearing matching shirts today. We're wearing the same shirt. Yeah. We're wearing our there we go. IBWB podcast. Black oh, mine's behind the mic. Oh, there we go. <laughs> a little bit. Can yeah. You see it now? Up, up a little higher. Put there it is. There it is. <laughs> cool. We got it. Yeah, we didn't plan that. It was just no. I just well, I just did the laundry. <clears throat> I've been wanting to like wear it on the podcast more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so since i watched it last night it seemed like the perfect time mine is clean um, but it is covered in cat hair and there's not that much is do about clean that for cat owners yes yep. uh it's christened. temperature wise out here the highest we're gonna get this week is 97 <laughs> which is nice <laughs> fuck that i know fuck I know. that in october yeah that's cool so that's like cool or is it that's cool no no like that's cool temperatures now yeah. it's cooling <laughs> down 97 is it cooled down yeah 
Oh, no. Yeah, I always think of that uh, King of the Hill, like, quote when the son's like, Phoenix is a testament to man's stupidity. It is. It is. We are 100%. The fact that people decided to build civilization here is a testament yeah. to our hubris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a joke. Mm-hmm. I found it very interesting that in the book, she's from Phoenix. That is exactly why I read it. As somebody who had just transplanted to Phoenix. And yes. then she moves to the Northwest. And I, yep. I love that. I don't want to get, are we ready to get into it yet? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, any other things to catch up on? Um, I'm now officially a Discord bitch. So yes. I'm like all over yeah. it. Um, so if you guys want to come hang out and chat with us. A little bit more casual. I need to officially introduce myself. Yeah, on no, that's okay. Can, like, You've that. been sick. I know. And I was like, <laughs> I remember seeing that and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I just passed back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No worries. I, you take your time. Um, yeah. I was just feeling it and I did it. But yeah, we have kind of like a little icebreaker thing on there and rolls. And then we also um, have like different like chats for like book recs and like shelfies. I love that shelfie stuff yep. and then we have our book club meeting on saturday fuck yeah right no or is it next week because i think it's supposed to be the second week of the month second saturday of the month second saturday of the month the eighth oh because saturday was the first mm -hmm. okay yeah because i have started reading it mm -hmm. so that's on the eighth um we're reading a duel with a vampire Lord. <laughs> By Sorry, Elise I'm just Kova. like chugging this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are. <laughs> um, so I'm excited. After King of Battle and Blood, and now after Twilight, I'm very excited for more vampires in my life. We went really intense on the vampires yeah, this time. Melissa, around. you have converted me. I'm like so there. That is all I've been waiting to do. <laughs> Podcast over. That's all the point was. was yeah. To make sure you like vampires. vampires. <laughs> yep. Yeah mission yeah. accomplished so yeah but yeah but this is our last book the season i know season I know. four it, this season felt like a whole hot mess it really did it felt really kind of all over the place in like a good way yes i think like the the biggest the the biggest lesson from this time is that we definitely have our shit together mm -hmm. because two seasons ago of all of the shit that happened then happened or that happened now happened then we would not have been able to hold it together yeah we managed to pull ourselves back together every single lot time of, that we like had life to... events yeah. yeah life events yeah. and also just like life events yeah yeah like a big move i went to like i spent a week in michigan um you've traveled as well like you haven't really left the state but you've traveled yeah you've done like you did that yeah, vacation with your family mm -hmm. yeah like <laughs> these events were why we were taking the hiatuses so that way we could like collect ourselves yeah but this time around we managed it to like, like it like hit yeah we yeah we had to miss a week that's right yeah um which is I feel like good a good step for us to like allow ourselves to kind of take a step back because I think it was season two and I had like lost my grandma luckily yeah. I had the book it was rule of wolves 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the second one. I had it almost all the way read before I found out she wasn't doing well. So that mm-hmm. was good. And then we were able to do kind of like our, we had pre, we had recorded another episode that we were able to put up first. So it worked out. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm also talking about like the breaks we take between seasons. Yeah. Yeah. We take those to like breathe and like get ahead if we can. And we kind of even did this time, but we still got behind because yeah. of everything that happened. Yeah. And so I think like big lesson to both of us is yeah. we got this. We got this. We got it's this. Fine. Yes. It's fine. Yep. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Twilight. Twilight. Bethany has okay. read Twilight. <laughs> Everybody. Okay. Okay. In my thirties. So- <laughs> Before we fully get into this, we need to kind of contextualize where both of us are at with this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in eighth grade, I read this and I distinctly remember at some point, because it was like, I I read it after the movie came out because I saw the movie and obviously I was in love. Mm -hmm. And by that point, almost all of the books were out, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I binged what I could, but I distinctly remember being in PE at one point and turning to this girl uh, who I just met and we were just talking about something. She had a Twilight shirt on and I was, I can't even remember what we said, but I remember I responded with, it's cool. Twilight brings people together. <laughs> and like that moment lives in my, like, like if my brain is a hard drive, the folder of cringe like yeah. every night my brain clicks that involuntarily and I go through that like this kind of unfortunate montage yeah and that is included in my montage <laughs> twilight brings people together <laughs> yes I I I love that twilight is having a renaissance because mm-hmm. in its renaissance it's being accepted for how like how cringy it is like how icky it gets sometimes and like we all know that he can be problematic and we all know that certain people can be bullshitty but we're accepting it and we're letting ourselves like it and we're not letting people tell us that like it's like bad even though it it is but like not it's not bad in a way that's bad you know what I mean yeah it's there is a reason why it sold so yeah. much and people resonated yeah. with it it was you know whether or not it was all together on the same on a good page it was like it was still needed mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people loved it because that's something that they needed you know yeah and so that says something about that like generation or you know and so I think there's there's kind of an acceptance now that it's like why did we love it because we loved it yeah because you know? we fucking loved it like yeah were yeah. you team jacob or team edward who fucking cares they're yeah. both hot they will take their shirts off like <laughs> yeah if this were written by anyone less christian there would have been a threesome yeah come on um and i do want to point out that like a good number of the the like not intended but the the resulting audience was middle-aged moms who mm-hmm. went on to love Fifty Shades of Grey, which was mm-hmm. just Twilight fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a one of one of the catalysts that brought romance into mainstream. 
yes yes for better mm-hmm. or worse mm-hmm. um like I, I don't think upon okay because like a lot of the people that are part of this like twilight renaissance are our age right mm-hmm. the fact that we are like seeing it again or reading it again as adults full-grown like frontal cortex completely developed adults <laughs> and it's resonating with us actually speaks to how like and I I dread to give her this much credit because it is so aggressively like hyper Christian sometimes or like okay the Twilight episode of, of Parks and Rec where, where she's like okay so you're saying it's not Christian enough and you're saying, you're saying it's, it's too, too Christian, Christian. <laughs> you see the problem here and that, that was like actual arguments that were happening yeah. at the time yeah um so I mean like I do have my qualms with some things as an adult obviously kind of reflecting back on these things that being said I love it (laughs) like I love it as much now definitely not more than I did as a kid I can't I can promise you that but as much now as I did as a kid okay how many times have you read it I've only read one. it once. I really can't oh, okay. read books more than once because oh, okay. you know yeah. how I am. Because I remember yes. details too aggressively. Yeah. I can read. And you're like, movies, this is so. boring because I've already read this. Whereas I'm like, oh, I didn't see that before. <laughs> like, I didn't know that. <laughs> some of the books that we're rereading, I can reread because it's been so long. Right. So I didn't even finish this reread because honestly, I, like you were like, oh, yeah. in, I was like, yep, this is all coming back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, I like this was a hyper fixation for me. So mm-hmm. I have no doubt that <laughs> I will not have a problem here. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so now so now yes, have someone who has seen kind of the periphery of what Twilight has done. I can't even imagine being on the outside of that. Yeah, on the outside of it. <laughs> so of course there's always like the because okay we all know my upbringing was like very christian or whatever mm-hmm. and i think a lot of that and just kind of a general the general like um idea of romance at the time or at least for me was very much like it's not good mm-hmm. romance isn't like good literature right that was mm-hmm. like how i felt and so and then there's kind of that element of if something's so popular and you didn't like get into it then it must then it's like uh you know it, it must you're just kind of like brain. yeah you're just kind of like it, like oh come on twilight like that's kind of was always always um until very very recently and so the I never watched the movies I never read the books but I knew who Bella was I knew who Kristen yeah. Stewart was I knew who Edward was and Robert Pattinson and I knew who um what's his face Jacob but I don't know that actor but and I knew it was in Forks and I knew that they were vampires and that's kind of was another part that kind of was off-putting to me was the vampire part because in like modern times because I was just kind of like not sure how that would work and like I wasn't really into the urban fantasy thing yet I was still Mm -hmm. like middle earth (laughs) yeah so so that so it just didn't seem like something I would enjoy However, I did read it. I, re- I listened to it and I really liked it. 
yes. And I really liked Edward and I really liked Bella. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really think I would like her because of, she was just kind of over, so, the, and, okay. So this is kind of a new thing, I feel like, that also um, Dakota Johnson, Kristen Stewart, The Fifty Shades, mm-hmm. that, for lack of better word, okay, mm-hmm. I don't, mousy, but not mousy you know like just yes, a very uh, plain looking brown haired girl yes there's like this kind of like homely yes yeah like I, I hate the word mousy but yeah. it was just the only thing I could access but yes very like kind of just not much not she like because when you think about romance you think oh like the woman has to be this like beaut- drop dead gorgeous or something like, or yes yeah you know and that's have, like the perfect curves and like she the has beautiful, to be luscious, like, what all of the men want and I love yeah. that they're like these like normal looking girls mm-hmm. um, because that's what I looked like you know I was br- I was brunette and I was just like so I really kind of loved that theme that was happening and so I really liked that and then I liked so in the book, I really loved like Bella's internal monologue. Felt I felt like I was in middle school, high school. Yeah. Again. You yeah. know, just having that feeling of like, well, why would anyone want to look at me? Or like, you mm-hmm. know, st- that kind of feeling that it didn't feel self-detrimental. It just felt real. That that's yeah. just those are the thoughts that you have at that age because you're so new. And I, I think, like, it's nice that a lot of the more modern YA strays from that. Mm-hmm. But when I was that age, it was nice to see that reflected yeah. in something that I was reading. Because that's how I felt when I was a kid. Exactly. I mean, like, I think people still get that, those kinds of feelings mm-hmm. as adults. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they hurt more as a kid. Because yeah. it feels like you've got this long life ahead of you, kind of like, yeah. it's like, uh perpetual thing that's yeah. gonna always happen that you're gonna always feel this way yeah um and so I think it's it's really comforting to see mm-hmm. that and also like I mean obviously we love badass female main characters mm-hmm. on this podcast but again as a kid like we don't start normal. that way <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly like seeing somebody who was normal mm-hmm. was huge yeah, I think like that she, was a huge part for me that I really liked. Yeah. Yes. And then also not to be like super personal. So after sixth grade, I moved from Michigan to Arizona and I started seventh grade. Like we moved in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. So I spent the rest of that summer alone because I didn't know any kids. Mm-hmm. I started school with people who had gone to mm-hmm. school together because Arizona does K through eight. Mm-hmm. So when you're starting seventh grade, it's not like in Michigan, it was middle school. You would have met like yeah. 50 new people um so we would have I was supposed to have left elementary school but instead I joined with people who had gone to the same elementary school or gone to school with each other for years and so like that was super isolating for me as a kid Mm -hmm. and so then to read about her being this new student in high school I was like wow that's me yeah which was like nice you know yeah 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 also I was gonna say if and when so when I go to Seattle we're going to Forks oh yeah it, it's yeah, a long we're gonna drive do the whole we'll tour. go yeah because we'll I've tour. I've not 
been to, I don't think I've been to Forks. I've been to Forks adjacent because so Milo was born in Forks, everybody. Milo was born in Forks. He was. No, (laughs) you shut your mouth right now. You shut your mouth. And it's so funny because Charlie's a fisherman. Milo's dad was a fisherman. It's very big. It must be very big there. I've married, I've married Bella. <laughs> I'm the vampire. Um, no, yeah. So um, he's a, you know, he's very much grew up in the woods. Um, so I have been to where he lived. He didn't live in Forks, but he lived in a, <laughs> a smaller town than Forks, like oh, outside Jesus. of Forks called Clearwater. So he and went to the bigger so town. So his mom to had born. to drive into Forks to go to town. Forks was town. Oh my God. And they would go to Aberdeen, which is like the big hub of like the mm-hmm. peninsula. Um, also, you said he was born in, or he lived in Clearwater. Mm-hmm. That's the like, isn't that the name of some of the, maybe we didn't meet them yet. Cause in the second book, you meet some of the native Americans from mm-hmm. the local tribe. And some, I'm pretty sure some of their na- last names are Clearwater. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. Is it Quinault? She probably, huh? Quinault tribe. Yeah, yeah. So she probably pulled that from like the local city mm-hmm. names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like all of the names I like recognize. I was like, oh yeah, Aberdeen. Something she said, she did say weird though. A Lapush, La that yeah. wasn't said weird, but um, yeah, Lapush is there. Um, so his Milo's mom uh, worked in Claylock Lodge which is just off the coast there. And she bartended there for years and that's how she met her new husband. And so, wow. yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So very interesting. That um, just blew my mind. I yeah. cannot believe, <laughs> Such I can't a small believe you world. actually kept that in. Like did not tell me until just now. Yeah. Did I keep it in? I thought I told you that he was born. I really horse. feel like you didn't. Maybe okay. you did maybe uh maybe without like i tell ever that's my twilight story like whenever someone brings up twilight i go did you know milo was born in forks (laughs) no way and then so then milo talks about he because he's watched the movies twilight yeah and there's apparently in the movies and kind of a little bit in the books i was kind of waiting for it that they like kind of make fun of her for her truck and milo's like they wouldn't do that it's like they it's like everyone the middle of nowhere everyone has a truck (laughs) yeah yeah it's like um, when I, so when I went to Michigan, I went up to like essentially like the same kind of environment in Northern mm-hmm. Michigan as like what I saw in Forks and everyone had trucks. Yeah. And I almost commented, I was, I was going to say something about like, damn, everyone's got a truck out here. But then I was like, I'm in the minority here by yeah. living in the city and not knowing that many people with trucks. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Cause that'd be a stupid fucking thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah no I, I yeah so we I can, will go visit that because I haven't been to Forks and now I read the book and I need to go like yeah obviously exactly um, if everything doesn't look like that Bella filter from Instagram I'm gonna mm, be very angry no yeah I that was another part of the book that I really liked not just the fact that it was whatever local but it mm-hmm. but yeah like it was just very the uh, just the aesthetic and like her like when they would go uh forgive me I did listen to it so all of the details of where they went was um unclear but um when they would like go on trips or go Mm -hmm. I think they went camping at one time like 
the scenery and everything is like a huge part of that area because that's all you have like you don't have like neighborhoods mm-hmm. you don't have like cityscapes you have the ocean and you have the trees and then if you go a little bit more east you'll have you'll hit the mountain you'll hit the olympics like yep so it's just very very remote it's an incredibly remote area Mm -hmm. um because it's actually like four hour drive to seattle like i don't like when they're like let's just go to seattle like it's a hip and a skip you know like hop and a skip i'm like okay um i mean you can (laughs) go through port angeles and then take the ferry but it's gonna take a while but you know you can get there and then like yeah to go to like town like if you need to go to a walmart you have to go to aberdeen which is like a couple of hours and then like you can that's where the north farthest northwest tip is of the states other than alaska yeah i guess of the is, is nia bay which i went to in high school it's a big trip because i took a marine biology class because i knew oh. we were gonna go you got to go on this trip to nia bay <laughs> that's why you nice. took the marine biology yes. class yes that's like the very very tip of the peninsula but nice um yeah so i just really loved kind of that that feeling of just always being in the forest and it's raining, like very, mm-hmm. very familiar to me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Of all of the siblings, okay, let's go through the boys. Okay. Let's include, no, let's not include Carlisle because he'll beat all of them. So between okay. Edward, Jasper, and Emmett. Fuck Mary Kill. Emmett is the oldest. Yeah, he. Yes, I don't. I think technically no one he's really the knows. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. technically he's the youngest. I think we find out more details and stuff as it goes on. But um, he was turned the most recently. Okay. Um, but I think he was which the one's oldest the big when one? he was turned. That's Emmett. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was my first love, to be honest. When yes. she was like, she was like looking in the, was it the cafeteria or something at school? Mm-hmm. She was like, there's the big guy. And I was like, okay, noted. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Jasper's the one that's a bit more hands-on, right? Of the brothers. Felt like he was more part of the story towards the end. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's, so like, he's the one that's like quiet and he always looks like he's got like a stern look on his face oh he but he's also the call the one that helps her feel calm and stuff yes because his ability is like emotional manipulation okay yes which we find out more details about later okay fun fact he was also a confederate soldier oh so of all of the options for who to make a vampire she decided, let's go with the Confederacy and turn one of them into a vampire, and that is going to be my character. So, so when I first oh, read it, author? I was like, oh, "Yep, yeah." So when I first read it, I was like, "Oh, Jasper seems nice," and then later I found out he was part of the Confederacy, and I was like, "You know, that seems a little unnecessary." <laughs> Just like little tidbit there. Yeah, that um, didn't like play into anything later to make it like interesting or anything it kind of 
not necessarily the confederacy but his time in a war does and okay. so at which point i'm like did you need to make him part of the confederacy yeah you could have just made him like i don't know part of the or allied least, forces during or world at war least II. show some kind of like journey with that you know like yeah, how, yeah. that like helps the, that his character point, or something like yeah what is the point of him being confederate you know yep yep there isn't really one that's just yeah. a little fun thing that we got to experience yeah um fuck Emmett kill mm-hmm. Jasper and marry Edward obviously yeah 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 I think you? I would probably f- fuck Edward just to say that I could because he's all like I can't and then marry Emmett because he's like the like him and Rosalie are like the golden retriever black cat couple okay you know like yeah. the April and Andy couple right I think I'd have more fun long term yeah. with Emmett. So yeah. Good. Yeah. I'd still kill Jasper just because like you don't get to be part of the Confederacy and then not die. I'm sorry. Someone's got to kill knew you. It was coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You knew it was coming. You gotta be killed. <laughs> okay. Love Edward. Yes. Love him. Oh, so you're team Edward? Yes. Okay. But I also love Jacob. Yeah, I think in the, in the movies, in both I'm team Edward, but in the movies, I'm slightly more team Jacob than I am in the books. Mm. In the books, he's really like, I'm not a fan. What, what, what makes you like hesitate? So, I, I mean, I haven't re- read these ones in a long time, so I can't remember spe- like specific details. Mm-hmm. So in the, in the second one, I'm going to give slight spoilers to you, assuming you've seen a little bit about this online. So in number two, in New Moon, there's a little incident at the beginning and Edward goes all like, I'll never be safe for you. My family is never going to be safe for you. We're leaving and they leave her behind. And so for like several months, she tries to recover and it's Jacob that helps her recover Okay. because he kind of gets her out of the house. He starts fixing up some bikes but then she kind of turns into this like adrenaline junkie to like see Edward. She's like hallucinating him. But it, at some point it kind of turns from like, I'm trying to help you to recover into love me instead of him. Right. And I'm not like, yeah, I don't like that. No. Yeah. Like, I'm all for you helping her recover after that because that's like that's a huge heartbreak for her. Just trying to squeeze yourself into those little cracks is not there's no point now. Yeah. Yeah. And he does he like not really do that in the books or the movies as bad? Um in the movies I think it's it just it's conveyed a little bit differently. Mhm. Cuz I I mean honestly the books and the movie uh, the movies aren't that far off from the books right so like I mean it's similar events but I think Taylor Lautner just makes it a little bit easier to digest I wonder if because the books being literally her perspective Bella's mm-hmm. probably played a role in that because yeah. in, f- in film you can kind of see where the other person's coming from and yeah. if you can kind of see Jacob pining a little bit more mm-hmm Whereas from her side, she can't see it. Her side, and then all you hear is what he says. Like, there, I found this book to have a lot of um, the most interesting parts be dialogue. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Because the, um, otherwise it's like, I went into the kitchen, I grabbed some orange juice. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like, what, like, like thought, 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 action, action, mm-hmm. action from Bella, which kind of spells out her day a little bit, but I wouldn't say Stephanie Meyer is like a poetic writer. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, which is good for like that age group and stuff. Yeah. Like I, I still liked it and I still felt it like made sense for like her age mm-hmm. and her character and stuff. Um, but like, yeah, in terms of like the dialogue is then really the only time you really get to hear from anyone. Mm-hmm. And then even then it's through the veil of Bella's mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so one, I would be interested to see if you want to read the other ones because I do think her writing gets a little bit better, yeah. which is normal. I do. It's, you want to read? <laughs> I do want to read the other ones. Yes. Okay. That one. I'm like, those I want to. I want to see what Jacob's up to. <laughs> That's not even going to be part of the like cringe corner. That's yeah. just going to be. This is just a new series we're adding. We can fix the the schedule for next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. I can't even remember where I was going with that. Uh, it is, yeah, so oh, I think, Jacob. like, yeah. yeah, so, well, I, th- I think internally, that's one of the reasons that, like, Bella as a character gets accused of being really boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what doesn't help is that, like, n- not that everyone can't relate to this but not everyone can relate to like that kind of mundane stat like internal way that you cope with moving Mm -hmm. at that age because just like everything is so new that it's all just like irrelevant you know Mm -hmm. what I mean um so like when I moved to Phoenix it was so hot it was the middle of fucking July we shouldn't have done I mean it yeah. was easier because it was like school-wise it was easier than moving in the middle of the school year but it was such a culture shock it was like the, the climate was yeah. insane like I thought I was gonna die that first summer that first summer I did get heat heat stroke heat stroke yeah. yeah um I've actually gotten it like four or five times since living out here wow yeah it's one of those things where once you get it once you're like more susceptible to it mm. so um but like the like the shock of just like the weather alone suddenly living with my aunt and uncle and my cousin um all of that completely like made me ignore any other issues that I was having it didn't mean they weren't there I just wasn't thinking about them Mm -hmm. because I was just trying to think like how do I get through this day yeah what do I do now like like literally what do I do I don't know this house they had a pool so sometimes we would I would go swimming but sometimes it was just too hot to go outside and like the mm-hmm. sun was too like beating down too much and so I really don't think people acknowledge that like the way that kind of like stops all other processes yeah absolutely because you know? I also um I also had kind of a move like that it was when I was 16 mm-hmm which I think is such a, like that age, yeah, that age that you moved, like it's such a crucial time um, when for like those like social connections to be just like tethered. So I had gone on a trip to my 
to Colorado to see my grandpa over the summer. And I came back or my mom had called me while I was there mm-hmm. and said that um, we're moving. And I didn't get to say goodbye to my church. I didn't get oh, to God. like any of that. I didn't like get any like, I was upset. Yeah. That, and my mom and my mom was upset. I could tell she was upset that oh, my dad God. had just like made this decision. I didn't like get to have like one more Sunday. Like mm-hmm. that I grew up with that church, like yeah. since I was a baby. Like they all knew yeah. me as I a mean, baby. That's and then that's your community. Yeah. That is my community. I remember leaving my first church like that. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, granted, obviously I'm not really that Christian anymore, but like Neither. it's like that's irrelevant. It's like yeah. the kids you it's were it's around, a family. The, the, yeah the parents who also helped like slightly raise you every Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And so I went from ninth grade to 10th grade and it was that I went to a smaller town and everyone mm-hmm. grew up together and knew each other. And yeah. it was very much like that. And it's, it's very isolating to like, um, go to this new place. Um, I feel like I coped with it probably a little better than you. I feel like I have more of a, like I, I like to kind of explore new things. Like that's yeah. like well, how I cope with it. You but were also like a little bit older. Yeah, so it was, it was a little bit older. For you yeah, too. yeah. Um, because I was also in seventh grade. I was very depressed because I was homeschooled mm-hmm. and isolated from people. I didn't have any friends, yeah. and I was very like depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they put me back in school. But anyway, well, I think too yeah. like when I left Michigan. I had gone to school. So it wasn't just that I went to, like, when I got to Arizona, I was suddenly going to school with people who had only gone to school with each other. Mm-hmm. I had left the people that I had done that with. Yeah. So, like, the people that I'd gone to school with since pre-K. And you, like, bonded and, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, we grew up together. Mm-hmm. And so that was also hard because as an only child, that was the closest thing that I had to, like, community my age, mm-hmm. that, and then, like, the church again. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the people from my neighborhood so like all of those things I left mm-hmm. yeah and like in its own like little way and obviously like I cannot blame my parents for this because it had a lot to do with like it was 2008 ish mm-hmm. like just before the the big recession mm-hmm. and so we were kind of one of the first people to be affected by that and like mm-hmm. the the like action leading up to the official recession mm-hmm. um but it was like traumatic for me. Yeah. And so I think a lot of my connection with Twilight was feeling that. Yeah. Feeling that like displacement. Yes. And and that like emotion in Bella. Mm-hmm. And so she lashes on to these few people that she yeah. meets first. Yeah. Even though like Mike is fucking annoying. <laughs> and I can't even remember what the girl's name is. She's played by Anna Kendrick in the movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. But she's the one that like that likes Mike. Right. Um I can't quite remember either. <laughs> yeah, she's the one who introduces all of them. Mm-hmm. She's like, and that's Edward. Yeah. Apparently we're all too yeah. good for him. Or he's where he's too good for any of us to date. Yeah. Um like yeah, that's why you latch on to the people that are kind of shitty. Yeah. Because you left everything you knew. Yeah. Exactly. And it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay, so their little love story. <laughs> I did write a few notes. Yes. Maybe okay. I did. Did you? 
Um, I love, I love Edward because, and honestly, this is probably one of those instances where it's because he's a vampire a little bit. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, um, I think, you know, it wasn't like we got really a lot of depth from him, mm-hmm. um, that we're used to in some of the other books we read, but, um, he was, I love, like I told you, I said, oh my gosh, I like, I wish I had someone who just like wanted to smell me in that age, <laughs> like that just yeah. wanted, loved the smell of me and like told me, like, I, I love that. And you know how much I love like smell stuff in books. Yeah. Like, yeah, I really like it in like Court of Thorns or Roses, like that's the Fae thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, really, and I'm like, really like, like even at the end when I can't remember the villain's name was like, yeah. you're, you, you have a nice smell, flat, flowery in fact, but it's not as good as this like Alice or whatever and I was just like that's it's just funny how they just like yeah I love that but like their dialogue when they're like kind of talking about um it's like interesting because there's all of these like confessions of like love and like Mm -hmm. obsession like I also just love the fact that she's just like don't go like yeah I know how like silly that is but I love that like I love love like when she's in the hospital and her heart races when he like starts to kiss her and she's just (laughs) so embarrassed like I'm feeling that I'm feeling that so much because it's like I want it but I'm also like embarrassed at how much I want it Mm -hmm. like (laughs) yeah and then he just laughs and then it makes her feel good better I I'm like reliving yeah. my like teenage yeah. angst at reading this. Um, <laughs> it's funny because like I still, I guess, I don't know. Is it funny? But I still have like sometimes a difficult time reconciling the fact that his obsession seems to be based around two facts. One, she smells amazing. Like mm-hmm. food wise, like she smells like a fucking good steak. Yeah. And two, or like when your mom wakes you up with bacon on a Saturday morning mm-hmm. and you can like smell it cooking throughout the house or coffee Ooh. or coffee. Yes. And two, the fact that he like can't read her mind. Oh, there's something so like, and this is going to be a little like critical, I will say. There's something just like so inherently misogynistic about that. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's it does kind of play on that, that like you're not like other girls trope in that like he can't just read her mind like he just knows that everyone finds him super attractive, but because he can't really tell that she does it's like this whole thing you know yeah um and then on top of that the fact that he wants to consume her that being said it is also just like a vampire thing yeah. But their like version, the version of vampires in here, which was obviously going to be a conversation I was going to be having, isn't. She's lost all of the like sex appeal, of the vampire. Because think about like Adrian in mm-hmm. Battle and Blood. He bites and like you come, basically. Yeah. This one is they don't just drink from their victims they like eat them 
they bite they don't have fangs it's just like their jaw oh yep because they've got like poison in their spit oh which i don't understand how they could kiss yeah like that's the case um but anyone that they bite dies and if they don't kill them in the process then they turn into a vampire jesus that's like traumatic yeah exactly like it's not (laughs) and that does raise the i mean i I don't know if it really raises the question so much as like reflects back on like her like she's super christian super mormon like virginity thing yeah and like consummation like this uh what is it like a little bit of that a little bit of like if we're gonna say like the vampire yes if like the vampire bite equals sex in like story as like a like a metaphor mm-hmm. kind of thing then the fact that she's turning this into this very violent and like yes regardless of whether you like whether it's the first bite or not like if you're bit you turn right so that's there, why at, the, at yeah. the end he had to suck the venom out yeah it's very fear-based yeah because even yeah. she is he's like i'm worried i, I don't want to hurt you yeah like which there is there that's is also a lot hot. that's also hot <laughs> but it's also problematic yeah because yeah, i i noticed that and okay so that's what i noticed is that i liked and now that you're saying that that makes a lot of sense yeah so like what i liked about that was that like oh you know i could he's like i could break your bones so easily bella and you're like and she's just like oh and you're like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then and then, um, and then it does happen with the bad guy. Mm-hmm. What's his name? <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm looking it up. Okay. Um, it doesn't really matter, but he like steps on her and breaks her leg. Like, you know, it's yeah. just like really easy to hurt her. And then, um, James, James. Okay. Yes. And then, yeah, the whole like, well, you can't, like I need you all the time but you can't be with me because it's dangerous kind of thing Mm -hmm. so there's this danger around it and then like but then it like makes her want him more and then but like Adrian however or Mm -hmm. even Castile or like these other representations of vampires like all the way back to Dracula yeah like but at least Adrian and Castile like really earn the safety Mm -hmm. they really earn it they because they're trying to kind of balance that fear aspect of it because castile is a lot stronger than her at first Mm -hmm. at first and then she's stronger than him yes um (laughs) and then um and adrian Adrian and is yeah Yeah. adrian's much stronger than her and like so you feel this like very much sense of like respect and distance and like wanting to kind of earn that like space and it's with them physically yeah yeah like it's also specifically with those two it's framed in a very protective way Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like they don't ever say that they're gonna like lose control Mm -hmm. there kind of is a little bit with castillo when he gets sick or when he gets like injured really bad yes but she's the one that ends up losing control on him and like kieran has to stop yes and so that's like that is another really problematic misogynistic part of this. yes it is that i just yes 
because it's, it's like oh i can't control i'm scared that i won't like I edward is square Co- cover your shoulders cover your bra straps don't wear yes, shorts because i can't control myself yes yes um yeah edward can't control he's scared he can't control himself which mm-hmm. doesn't shouldn't make bella feel safe with him no it shouldn't yeah it shouldn't and that is problematic yeah that's a very misogynistic yeah. way of, and i think mm-hmm. I think what she's trying to convey, although like through this like Christian lens, is that like because he's so hyper conscious of it, right? He should be okay. He's taking he's responsibility it. for it. Yes, but he's not. That being said, doing he never really evokes any it. confidence. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Like if there was a point where he was like, I, I don't think you're safe with us, but I will protect you. That'd be way different. Mm-hmm. But even like I said, like book two starts with him thinking that she'll never be safe with them and the family runs. Okay. So that just like reverses all of the potential safety that she could feel at having this like very powerful being with her. But also do we need to be protected because she ends up getting turned in the end? Yeah. And so do we need to be protected actually, or do we just need to be the protector ourselves? Which is like a strangely feminist notion in there. He doesn't like that she's turned, but they don't have a choice. He didn't want to turn her. He wanted her to live like a normal human life. And she was like, fuck you. I want to be a vampire. Yeah. And she becomes one. And then she doesn't need him to protect her. She can protect herself. Right. And for some reason, he doesn't want her to protect herself. Yeah 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 like that's misogynistic for her but also a strangely feminist notion from bella yeah and like through that character and through that growth that she has and then like but edward doesn't meet her with that it takes him a little while but he yeah comes around yeah yeah like what is this okay so there's all these i understand they're young but there's all these confessions of love yeah and obsession and then at the end they're like worried that she he's like why don't you move to florida because you fucking love each other right like yeah and i I get that you're young but like what is what are you guys even doing and then (laughs) and then like and then to like be in this like kind of relationship and then like she's just never gonna be a vampire yeah and you're just always gonna be in this like stalemate of like i can only Mm -hmm. kiss you bella Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you're never gonna have sex is that it you're never gonna have sex you're never gonna get turned you're constantly going to be protected and terrified that he's gonna like <laughs> yep like go too far for, at some point like for a creature this that's is 117 so, he has is, so little foresight so yeah, little foresight this is such this is such a replaying of like my childhood sexuality oh, in christianity because yeah. it's like how long can you like go without having sex like yep. Yep. <laughs> you know like what can you do and what can't you do like <laughs> like the rules and like the way the rules overlap and like you're playing it all in your head and, and you're like but and if like, i do a, that apparent, eventually we have to get married or bite or something like yes yes and I do think it's funny, actually, upon reflection, like in hindsight of like having read the books, God, what is it now? 14 years ago, that in the actual like very surface level version of the plot, he really, Edward really blends the bite and the sex. Okay. 
but also like kind of secondarily within vampires bites and sex are you know they're similar Mm -hmm. and so it is funny how much all of those arguments if you change like i won't bite you to i won't like i don't know i won't fuck you even though she wouldn't say fuck like any one of those arguments could be changed out with each other and like flipped around and like how much Mm -hmm. that's getting like warped in his own thoughts of like their relationship like he's so insistent on keeping her pure he's so convinced that he's a monster and i really don't think he starts but his relationship is based on the fact that he needs to eat her yes yes and like i really don't think he starts to see himself as any less than a monster until after she's turned Mm -hmm. because then he's like if this creature if this beautiful and i mean creature and like the like yeah romantic sense if this beautiful creature can be a monster like me maybe we're not monsters yeah that's it a good was so point much like guilt that's a good point because he's literally he was just like it took me everything not to just like take you to the side the first day i met you and like mm-hmm. have you there and it's like well like do you mean sexually or like carnivorally you know yeah. like are you in love with her or her smell yep yep yeah is it just intriguing because you don't you can't read her mind yeah yeah yes that mystery of it yes the mystery aspect of it of like the feminine mystique or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she's not like other girls so you just like you don't know what she's saying yeah or what she's thinking it's like okay you can't read her mind it doesn't mean that like it's really any more interesting than yeah any of the other girls yeah um so a few years back, Stephanie Meyer released, I want to say it was Midnight Sun. I know that's a book oh, that is it she released. Between the first and the second. It's the first book from his point of view. Oh, okay. And what we find out is that he also sometimes can't read Charlie's uh, mind. Okay. He can, but it's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, which does kind of explain his like, his nervousness around Charlie because he really it's harder it's harder for him to get a gauge on the dad right mm-hmm. which does convey naturally as like teenage boyfriend like being mm-hmm. nervous around yes. teenage girlfriend's father like yes um but it kind of brings this question of are some people within the like the Meyer vampire twilight universe meant to be vampires kind of so like when she is turned her ability to like block people from her mind we find out in book number two that it's a little bit more than just him not being able to read her mind like there's other vampires that have like mind related powers mm-hmm. and she's immune to them and so that gets enhanced when she turns right and so there's the question of like how far would that have gone like honestly as a human probably not Mm -hmm. that far yeah but once she's turned into something else it enhances that right and so it's like this this question of which power should be enhanced yes which power should be enhanced and also like how do people that get turned into vampires so like a a power that we meet later on is like in, in like book four is somebody who can control the elements and it's like how did that manifest as a human or 
um like alice is kind of self-explanatory because like we've got mystics now you know we've got like esoteric people who like have like psychic things mm-hmm. um but like with carlisle he can actually like really heal on his um his kind of unsaid ability is his ability to restrain himself from drinking to abstain because mm. he works as a doctor all day long he's in front of blood all the time right and so how much of that is just a like part of the fact that he was a doctor and he took an oath and like that enhanced that or like was he good at abstaining from other things as a human you know what I mean like yeah I that's one of the parts that I actually really like about her right version of vampires yeah is that there's this inherent human thing mm-hmm. that kind of just gets enhanced to a more yeah. magical degree yeah. yeah yeah it's fun that's cool it's fun yeah yeah so yeah, now we have to read the other ones. Yeah, I'm so I kinda, glad you like. I kind this. of do. I like. I like listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I because I, I just kind of see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean naturally, like <laughs> yes. So, quick question. So we're gonna watch the movie. We're gonna do like a little watch party during mm-hmm. the hiatus, right? Yes. Do you want to? Would you be able to wait to watch the other movies until we've read the other books? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we should do that. Be a good like Halloweeny thing. That would be fun. Yeah. Um. On screener, right? And we'll invite everyone to yes. join us, right? Yes. Is that how I it works? It's, it's either screener or scener. I don't know. Scener. That's it. Scener. Sorry. Okay. I just called it screener because <laughs> I. That remember. is what I called it for like weeks. Um. That was so I only discovered it because they were gonna do like a watch party with a few members of the cast for Mm -hmm. the part two of stranger things yeah and then so many people tried to get on that it broke server overload (laughs) yes and then it also like um so they ended up doing it on instagram live the like conversation of the cast Uh they had like uh david harbour the guy who plays murray jamie campbell bauer and joseph joseph quinn was supposed to be there but when they moved it to instagram he like couldn't make it um it lasted for maybe like i think like 15 maybe 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and then about five minutes after it ended if you weren't already watching it for some people netflix crashed so i lucked out and i like turned it on immediately and then like i went to the bathroom and then i started the episode but for a lot of people, they couldn't view it then either. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. that's insane. Yeah, it like broke so yeah. many internets. But that is how I discovered Scener. And so yeah. I think that's what we're going to try to do to set up some watch parties. Yeah, that'll be fun because we like yeah. movies. Oh, God. Yeah. I still want to watch Northman with you so bad. Yes. <laughs> I think you would yes. love it. Oh, it's, I know. It's got all of this witchy like. <laughs> and then like, Vikings and shirtless Yeah, Vikings men. and shirtless men and like. Mytho- mythological like stuff mm-hmm. going on you would love it cool okay cool um so um join us on instagram so you can find out when our watch party is yes. or join our email list so you can watch out for when our watch party is. everything is everything is yeah our book clubs and our yeah our, join our discord watch parties our new seasons yeah new episodes yes so um next week we'll be doing our season finale Yay. we'll get really drunk yep. or high 
probably it's drunk. legal now where we both are so yes okay so now we can be open about it right yeah <laughs> i definitely okay. was not high before no never no <laughs> i've never done a weed so where is texas oh. <laughs> i don't know what are we uh way back where in were you i don't even know I, think, <laughs> so. I don't even know where you lived um <laughs> yeah that's fair i didn't really know where i lived either yeah <laughs> all right until next week yeah happy yeah. reading happy reading bye bye we had recorded another episode that we were able to put up first so it worked out Mm -hmm. but um well I mean I I, sorry sorry no that's all well that's (laughs) we're doing great okay um